Gonna turn it up, please. Them Harlem nights. Gonna turn it up, please. I done fell in love with Party at the bodega. What up, everybody? This is your man, Ben's Pharrell. We're thinking out loud. How's everybody doing today? I hope everybody's doing swell. All right. Updates on the arrest. It was an arrest made in an ambush killing of a Los Angeles sheriff's deputy. All right. I covered this a couple of days ago. An arrest has been made in the shooting death of a Los Angeles sheriff's deputy, Ryan Klinkenbrumer. Sources close to the investigation told news sources on Monday, all right? A source told news sources that a suspect was identified Sunday following a tip. The Sheriff's Department's Special Enforcement Bureau tactical team then went to a home in Palmdale where the shooting of Klinkenbrumer happened on Saturday and made contact with a relative of the suspect who provided specific details about the case. The male suspect inside of that home then was taken into custody without incident after gas was deployed at the property, sources added. Klinkenbrumer was shot on Saturday, September 16th, while he was in his patrol vehicle at an intersection in Palmdale and later succumbed to his injuries, authorities says. All right, so... Police last night announced a reward of $250,000 for information leading to an arrest in this case. A press conference has been scheduled for the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department for 10.30 in the morning local time. Investigators had also released images of a vehicle, possibly a Toyota Corolla between the model of years 2006 to 2012, sought in connection to the fatal attack. We really need your help, Sheriff Robert Luna said during the news conference Saturday night. We need to get this guy off of the streets, guy or guys. He ambushed and killed one of our deputies. We need your help to get him off of the street. Surveillance video that homicide investigators were aware of appeared to show the moments before Klinkenbrumer was shot in the back of his head and killed. So sad. The video obtained by news sources shows a black car pulling up the left onto the left side of a Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department cruiser at a red light. It is not possible to see any shots fired, but the black vehicle drives away as the sheriff's cruiser slowly rolls forward and then comes to a stop. A citizen saw the deputy slumped in his cruiser in front of the Palmdale Sheriff's Station in Palmdale and went inside the station to alert the other deputies. Klinkenbrumer was initially taken to the hospital in his cruiser, but an ambulance caught up with them on the way. According to news sources, Klinkenbrumer was then put in the ambulance and another deputy took his cruiser to a medical center in Lancaster. The motive for the shooting is unclear. Klinkenbrumer was an eight-year veteran of the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department who served the Palmdale and Antelope Valley communities with absolute distinction, Luna said. The deputy's father and grandfather also worked for the Sheriff's Department. I want to let our community know that Deputy Klinkenbrumer left his family tonight to serve our community. Luna posted on X, the platform formerly known as Twitter. He laid everything on the line to serve us. He wore a uniform just like the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department deputies wear. 
driving in a police car, and he was senselessly uh, murdered tonight. All right? It was unconscionable. But this is sad. I covered this a couple of days ago. Uh, they didn't release Clinton Bruma's name. Uh, I don't think they released a suspect name as of now, but, you know, that was crazy. But they still going to have some updates. This is, the, this is the latest updates that I got from this. I'm pretty sure there's going to be some more details about this, all right? Or they're probably not going to release any details because they do, they do sometimes they just don't release details and stuff like that. But hopefully they do, and they give us the information on what really led up to the shooting, what was the motive of the shooting. Because I want to know why. why. Why this guy shot this deputy for? Why did he kill this deputy? Was there some type of uh, argument? Uh, uh, was there a quarrel between the two? Like, what What really happened, all right? That's what everybody want to know. So things like this don't happen in the future. You get what I'm saying? But knowing the police department, the sheriff department, Los Angeles, knowing how they operate, because I know how these police officers and the sheriff departments, because it get political after that. And I know they're not going to even share details to the public. I know I'm pretty, I'm like 90% sure. But hopefully I'm wrong and they will share details on what happened, what led to the motive, what led to this man to go kill this deputy. Because we want to know why, why would he do that? All right, moving along. An F-35 jet reported missing by authorities after a pilot ejects during the mishap. Okay, U.S. military officials are searching for a missing F-35 jet after a mishap caused its pilot to eject on Sunday afternoon. Joint Base Charleston said on the Facebook that the aircraft was a Lockheed Martin F-35 Lightning II belonging to the Marine Corps Air Station Buford. The pilot ejected safely and was transported to a local medical center. The base is working with Marine Corps Air Station Buford to help locate the missing aircraft. Emergency response, team, emergency response teams have been deployed to find the jet. Based on the jet's last known position and in a coordination with the FAA, we are focusing our attention north of J.B. Charleston, around Lake Moultrie and Lake Marion. Joint Base Charleston said in a statement on Facebook, the public is asked to cooperate with military and civilian authorities as the effort continues. The base added, anyone with information about the jet's whereabouts is urged to contact J.B. Charleston Base Defense Operations Center. There is no, inf no additional information about this incident at this time. Authorities are actively investigating this situation. All right. Uh, that's a very expensive jet right there. The um, F-35, it's a superpower jet, sonic boom, uh, very dangerous weapons on it and stuff. But it crashed anyway, so it should, nothing, they just want to get the, they just want to find the uh, equipment and stuff like that. And plus, you know, America has its problems and stuff like that. It has its issues with other um antagonizing countries and stuff like that. They don't want their um, technologies duplicated, 
Well, I don't know if the American government should worry about stuff like that. All right. But they try, they desperately are trying to find the equipment because they don't want anything infiltrated. They don't want to be infiltrated by other entities. That's all it is. But me, personally, I don't think they should worry about anything like that. And if another entity penetrate their um, logistics and how, what technology that they're using, what their weapon system is, you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. Come on, man. You know they're going to find out. You know it's going to be leaked, all right? So you're not really covering anything, all right? So... Because trust me, China is a little bit far more advanced. And um, there's other entities, not like China, not like Russia, not like North Korea, not like Taiwan, not like uh, countries that's in North Africa and stuff like that. There are other entities. Uh, I don't know how to describe these other entities, but there are other entities that have formed far more advanced weaponry than America, and the American government knows that already, all right? I don't know why they being so, oh, man, we got to find this goddamn F-35 before somebody find it. Oh, we're going to get in a lot of trouble and stuff like that. You know, that's what they probably worried about and stuff like that, but I'm pretty sure they don't have too much to worry about. Calm down. Moving along. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn up on these news events. All right, because I see somebody and I see a couple of big entities are competing with me. So I'm gonna show them how much power I got. Black teen shot and killed by former police officer as he was reportedly at the house with his daughter. Mom says, okay, the mother of a 15 year old boy shot and killed by a former police officer, says her son was reportedly at the man's home with his daughter. The teen's mother, Jacqueline Rash, identified the victim as Cornelius McGee. She said former police officer Andrew Bankhead shot and killed her son at the Bankhead's house in Clarksdale, Mississippi, on Monday, news sources reported. I heard shots, went to Walmart, came back, and just rode around that way, saw three ambulances out there, police everywhere, tape everywhere, she stated. Officers with the Clarksdale Police Department responded to, Ms. to Bankhead's home regarding an attempted burglary at the residence. Upon arrival, they discovered the teen's body in a neighbor's yard. He suffered a gunshot wound to the back and was later pronounced dead. The Clarksdale police chief confirmed Bankhead was a former officer with the department. Rash, Miss Rash, said she believed Bankhead killed her son because the man found out his daughter had a mutual relationship with McGee. New sources reported she said the former officer warned the 15-year-old not to visit his daughter at their home. However, Rash said the young girl, the young girl had let McGee into the residence through a bedroom window. And then the daughter, they said, okay, let me see. And the daughter, they said he was there with the daughter. She let him in the house. So they said it was a burglary, but it wasn't a break-in. The daughter let him in the house. 
Rash told news sources. The grieving mother said her son tried to run away, but the man reportedly shot him in the back while he was climbing a neighbor's fence. Rash said her son never committed a crime and spoke highly of him following the heartbreaking tragedy. He was a good kid. He was real respectful, Miss Rash said, a people's person. Everybody loved him. Clarksdale police have partnered with the Mississippi Bureau of Investigation to investigate the shooting. However, authorities have not yet arrested anyone. So sad. So, so sad. All right. Damn, the dude, all, all he had to do was just scare the boy. He ain't had to go so far to shoot him now. Come on, man. And this happened in Mississippi? Jesus. Oh, my God. Mississippi is one of the worst, all right? Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama. And, and I'm going to add Florida and parts of Georgia. Well, yeah, we got another one, all right? So this one is in Houston. Two people shot in Briar Forest and one gunshot to the head, all right? Briar Forest and Wilcrest. Wilcrest, that's in the southwest area of Houston, Texas. And let me tell you this, because I used to live in the Southwest parts. This is a bad area. This is where a lot of little uh, miscreants live at and stuff like that. And yes, I could say miscreants because I know a miscreant when I see one, all right? These are the details for this one right here. Houston police are investigating after two people were found shot in the Briar Forest area later Sunday evening. According to Lieutenant Jonathan Liu, officers received a call about a shooting at 1445 Lakeside Estates Drive and 1251 Realcrest Drive. When they initially responded to Lakeside Estates, officers didn't find anything, so they went to Wilcrest Drive where they saw Houston Fire Department treating a gunshot wound victim. Liu says the victim was shot in the head and crashed into parked vehicles. A witness told police they saw three men in masks running towards her, and they also heard the crash and gunshots. The victim was found in the driver's seat, and the witness attempted to render aid by using a T-shirt to stop the bleeding. Lieutenant Lou said law enforcement later learned there was a second victim at Lakeside Estates with a gunshot wound to their leg. All right, so authorities are still investigating if the scenes are connected. No other information has been released on the condition of both victims. So, yeah, so there you go. But that area is bad, so it must have been like a fight or suit or something like that. Uh, that area is bad. There's a lot of young little adolescents over there, and then the apartments are kind of cheap, too. But there's nothing that I can figure it out from this article. So, that said, the police are investigating after two people were found shot in the Briar Forest area late Sunday evening. According to Lieutenant Jonathan Liu, officers received a call about a shooting at 1445 Lakeside Estates Drive and 1251 Wilcrest Drive. All right. Wilcrest Drive is the bad area and lakeside estates is where uh middle class people live at so that 
I could unravel. When they initially responded to Lakeside Estates, officers didn't find anything, so they went to Wilcrest Drive, where they saw a Houston Fire Department treating a gunshot wound victim. And then Lou says the victim was shot in the head and crashed into parking parked vehicles. And witness told police they saw three men in masks running towards her. And they also heard the crash and gunshots. So this might might have been a robbery or something. The victim was found in the driver's seat and the witness attempted to render aid by using a t-shirt to stop the bleeding. Lieutenant Lou said law enforcement later learned there was a second victim at Lakeside Estates with a gunshot wound in their leg. Authorities are still investigating, so we might get updates later on the day or maybe tomorrow. But Harris County does not like to put out updates and stuff. You know, Harris County is kind of crooked, just like Cook County in Chicago. But we're going to keep it moving. All right. Another Harris County man threatened to kill constable deputies and assaulted disabled people. He assaulted a disabled person. A man is in jail after assaulting two people and threatening to kill Harris County constable deputies. According to the constable Mark Herman, deputies arrived in the 10,000 block of Willow Park View after receiving reports of a disturbance. When they arrived, authorities learned Jeremy Gilmore allegedly physically assaulted a disabled person and a woman during a verbal altercation. Deputies attempted to detain Gilmore, and he physically resisted by kicking, pushing, and spitting at the deputies, officials say. He was detained after the brief struggle and then threatened to kill deputies on the scene. Gilmore was booked in Harris County Jail and charged with two counts of assault on a peace officer and injury to disabled. In assault, his bond was set to $100,000. Jeremy Gilmore looked crazy than a motherfucker. He got tattoos everywhere, tattoos in his face. He looked mad stupid, like he ain't got no sense at all and shit. And stuff like that. His retarded ass finna be in goddamn county jail, but they're probably gonna let him out. Matter of fact, there's another similar case to this that is a female that looked just like Jeremy. All right, let me get into that one and show you what this one is about. A woman charged for a deadly apartment complex shooting. Okay, a woman has been charged with murder for shooting another woman dead in the North. West Houston apartment complex in June. Northwest Houston apartment complex in June. LaCurie Liana Tolliver, 25 years old, has been charged with murder in the 230th State District Court. The case pertains to L'Oreal Falk, 29 years old, who was killed at the Adele and Burr Piper Family Place apartments. Houston Police Department received a report of a shooting at the apartment complex around 5.50 p.m. and found the victim who had been shot at least once. The Houston Fire Department paramedics arrived at the scene declaring her deceased. A man was initially identified as a suspect in the shooting, but he was later released without charges after questioning police say. Upon further investigation, Houston Police Department says Ms. Tolliver was the actual suspect in this case after consulting with the Harris County District Attorney's Office. They charged Ms. Tolliver for her involvement in the incident. 
Tolliver was already in custody when these murder charges were filed against her. She was she was already in custody when they filed the charges against her. So she had been in custody since July 14th on other charges related in the same incident. All right. She also uh, she also got tattoos everywhere and tats all up in her face. I'm giving you the visuals and how these people look like. She look like she don't give a shit about nothing. She, you know what I'm saying? She got tats in the face, neck, eyes, cheeks. She got this silly, a grim look and stuff like that. Just letting you know so you know. You see what I'm saying? I'm just trying to let y'all people know what's going on. You see what I'm saying? Got, and then I'm about to give you the reports of old oh, girl. Where she at? Where she at? I seen her over here. No, it went back to the Tolliver girl. All right, where she at? She over here somewhere. All right, I'm about to give y'all this right here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you updates about the brick lady that got hit in the face with the brick. Yes, I'm going to give you updates on this little bitch right here. Yes, sir. Anyway, the updates is not credible, so I can't give it to you yet. I'm just waiting for it, all right? Because there's no police reports of her getting hit with a brick in the face and stuff like that. And then the guys that she said that didn't help her, none of them said they don't know what happened. They didn't know they didn't see anybody hit her with a brick. Uh, they don't know what happened. Then they came outside, that's when she started screaming and stuff like that. So I'm just reporting you on what happened, all right? But... I got something else, all right? A woman who's 60 years old charged with embezzling nearly $800,000 from her employer, Montgomery County, Texas, on August 28th, Montgomery County Sheriff's Office detectives arrested 60-year-old Kelly Colleen Horton on charges of theft greater than $300,000, which is a first-degree felony in the state of Texas. All right, the arrest followed an investigation that revealed Ms. Horton embezzled, embezzled a staggering $794,000 um, over a four-year period from her employer. Authorities allege that Ms. Horton illicitly retained 290 payments from more than 67 different customers for her personal gain. The investigation into Horton's financial wrongdoing was a time-consuming and intricate process requiring dedicated efforts from detectives. Damn. Over the span of seven months, investigators worked relentlessly to expose the elaborate trail created by Ms. Horton to conceal her fraudulent activities and misappropriation of funds from her employer. If found guilty, Horton could face several legal consequences, including a fine of up to a fine of up to ten thousand dollars and a prison sentence ranging from five to ninety-nine years. The charges against her underscore the seriousness of embezzlement offenses in the state of Texas. Right, the charges against her underscore the seriousness of embezzlement offenses in the state of Texas. I had to say it again. Because I felt like I said it the wrong way the first time. The Montgomery County Sheriff's Office remains dedicated to maintaining the integrity of the community and pursuing justice in cases of financial fraud and theft. The outcome of this case will likely serve as a benchmark for future embezzlement investigation in the region. All right.
God damn it. This was a frustrating morning, wasn't it, people? I don't know what the hell is going on in Harris County. A lot of crimes, a lot of sickness, a lot of chibachery. Yes, this is why I do this, to let you know what the hell is going on around you, ladies and gentlemen. Tomorrow, I don't know if I'm going to give you any type of news tomorrow, because tomorrow is my birthday, and I'm finna chill and relax, all right? Like I said, I get a little bit of money from doing podcasts, but it's getting bigger and bigger, all right? I might give you some. I might give you something tomorrow, but I doubt it. You see what I'm saying? I probably will. I'll probably give you something in the morning. I could, I could see myself giving you something in the morning, but later on in the day, you can miss me with that, all right? So, But in the morning, tomorrow morning, I'll probably hit you off. I'll probably hit you off with something in the morning. But I'm going to cut this goddamn segment short. I'm going to just slice this apple pie and serve it to you, all right, ladies and gentlemen? You can subscribe. No, no, no. I'm going to take that back. You can follow me on Instagram. Box Benji. Type that in the search engine. That is B-O-X-B-E-N-J-I. That's the same name that you can follow me on TikTok as well, where I'm most active on. You can type that on the search engine. That is B-O-X-B-E-N-J-I. All right? This is Thinking Out Loud, and I'm going to holler at you later on another segment. Peace out. Peace. Harlem nights, party at the bodega, 